Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who put the nut in health nut, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we took a look at how to get the biggest fitness improvement from your fitness tracker for those people that are either have a fitness tracker and want to use it better or those people that are thinking about getting a fitness tracker for the Christmas season. You may want to check out last week's episode. Well, this week, we want to talk about vitamin D insufficiency, and that just means you don't get enough vitamin D. Vitamin D is kind of a strange thing. You really don't get it from your diet. About the only dietary source of vitamin D is the dairy products that they've added a vitamin D supplement to them. The way you normally get vitamin D is expose your skin to sunlight. And when you expose your skin to sunlight, it produces certain chemicals that your body turns into vitamin D. And in the olden days, this was a very easy thing to do. You were outside a lot, you were working, and you got exposed to plenty of sunlight, and therefore you got vitamin D. Now the problem is, most of us don't go outside without a good coating of sunscreen, and I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't wear sunscreen, but we wear plenty of clothing. We avoid the sun as much as possible. And at this time of year, the days are getting shorter, so it's less time that you could be exposed to sunlight. It's cold, so if you go outside, you're covered up and are not exposed to the sunshine. And finally, um, and this has nothing to do with the sunshine, but a lot of us have cut way back on our dairy because of certain guidelines and thought, well, we'll eat less dairy, and therefore you're getting less supplemental vitamin D. So all in all, it turns out that in the National Health and Nutritional Examination study, 90% of all people who have pigmented skin and 75% of white people are insufficient on vitamin D. If not clinically low, they are insufficient on vitamin D. That's two times what it was 10 years before that study. So the, the number of people that are vitamin D insufficient doubled in 10 years. Well, part of that is what I said, that the amount of skin sun exposure to bare skin has gone down dramatically, and you need the UVB to be able to, to get this uh, vitamin D production. And we have cut down the amount of dairy that we eat. And the last one is, it seems that the amount that your skin is able to produce is limited by how much skin the sun exposure you have and how much skin is exposed to the sun. But if we get larger, then it's spread out. That little amount is spread out over a larger amount. So increased weight could be decreasing the amount of vitamin D we have. So why do we care if we've got plenty of vitamin D? Well, the first one is, If you've got vitamin D, you absorb less calcium from the food that you eat. If your body senses that there's less calcium in the bloodstream, because calcium is vital for your nerve and muscle function, so if it senses there's less calcium in the bloodstream, it says, hey, we've got to have some calcium. So it produces the chemicals that tells your body, hey, take calcium out of the bones. There's plenty of calcium there. That's a, a calcium store. And starts leaching the calcium out of the bones. And that leads to a low bone mineral density. 
Now, they checked bone mineral density of the hip, and it's directly related to the amount of vitamin D, delivery vitamin D level, and it is totally independent of the amount of calcium that you take. So people can say, well, hey, you know, I'm worried about my bone mineral density. I'm going to increase my calcium consumption. But it seems like your vitamin D level is much more important to your bone mineral density than the amount of calcium you take in. And it, they found that if you are insufficient in vitamin D, you have two times the chance of hip fracture of someone who is normal in vitamin D. The next thing they found was that vitamin D insufficiently significantly increases your chance of an upper respiratory infection, like a cold or whatever. And it's even greater in the winter when your vitamin D level is even lower. And, you know, you say we're entering cold and flu season. And part of the reason for that is that we've got a decreased amount of vitamin D. So our immune system is impaired. Another one that I'll probably go into soon is that also our sugar consumption goes up dramatically during the winter, as well as the fact that we are confined more together. So all these together kind of add up to each other. But one of the main contributing factors is a decrease in your vitamin D level. Vitamin D insufficiency um, dramatically increases your chance of colon cancer mortality. It gives you a much greater chance of heart attack or increased blood pressure. Matter of fact, it increases all causes of mortality if your vitamin D level is less than 30 nanograms per milliliter and you'd have to get it checked to find out what it really is. And it also studies show that low vitamin D levels, vitamin D insufficiency causes you to put on more weight, which as I'd said earlier is one of the reasons that you have lower uh, vitamin D levels. So that would become a vicious circle in a hurry. And lastly, there's an overwhelming number of studies that show that a vitamin D insufficiency can contribute to depression. And, and for some of them, it wasn't clinical depression. It was more just a feeling of dissatisfaction or what a lot of us start to term as the winter blahs. You know, as the, the season, the days get shorter and the weather usually gets kind of yuckier. We feel just kind of the and blah. Now, if it's extreme, we call it seasonal affective disorder, and there are treatments for that. But uh, one major contributing factor is just the decreased amount of vitamin D that we have in our system because we don't go out with exposed skin. When it comes to what to do about vitamin D deficiency, probably the easiest solution would be go outside, exercise nearly naked while drinking a glass of milk. But this really doesn't sound like a very practical solution. So what about vitamin D supplementation? So I started doing research on vitamin D supplementation and found there's a tremendous amount of disagreement. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition um, said that the uh, recommended amounts are exceedingly low and recommended multiple times the recommended daily dose. The recommended daily dose varies greatly depending on where you look, but the best I could find is the recommended amount is six to 800 international units. Now, some places say you should have 2,000 international units or less. The National Institute of Health uh, recommends between one and 4,000 international units, with 4,000 being the upper limit. The problem is vitamin D is fat-soluble. It will accumulate in the body over time, and 
it is possible to get too much vitamin D, although highly improbable. Also, if you're insufficient, that's just enough. That's just to maintain. If you're insufficient, you'd be maintaining an insufficient level. The amounts needed to bring you up to sufficiency are much higher than that, that need to be prescribed by a doctor and monitored so that your health is not jeopardized. And since I'm not a doctor, I'm going to t- refer you to your physician for that. However, if you want to get the best effect of vitamin D, go outside, take a 15-minute walk after your meal, get as much sunshine as you possibly can. Um, you're, it's cold weather, so you're not going to get have that much skin exposed, so you shouldn't have to worry that much about skin cancer. That will not only increase your vitamin D level, it'll lower your blood sugar level, it'll increase a lot of your feel-good hormones, and just help you to make your fitness a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.